Season 1, Episode 2, Bible Story Evangelism, Mark 14, 36. And Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. This verse means so much to me. Um... Because for many years, the only prayer I knew was was our Father which art in heaven. And about a, a year after my wife passed away, which was, she, she passed away six years ago, uh, I woke up a year later, school was just starting, I taught five more years after she passed away at Florida Christian School. And I woke up in the middle of the night, uh, it was the first week of school. I think it was uh, Thursday night. It was really Friday morning when I woke up. And I said, God, I say the same prayer over and over again to you. I never hear from you. Um, teach me to pray. And uh, Saturday, I found Barb's Bible on my desk. And... I'd been cleaning up, and after it took me about a year to start getting rid of stuff and her clothes, etc. But um, I found her Bible, and it had a bookmark in it, and it said 1981, which she always told me that was the worst year of her life. Her mom had breast cancer; she had uh, tremendous uh, stomach surgery uh, because of uh, bleeding ulcer, and um, she, I met her. The beginning of 83 and August 13th of 83 we were married and that was I think 37 years ago but uh, anyway um, she's been gone for six years like I said but I found uh, her Bible and in it was a bookmark marked 1981 a way of life Colossians 1 9 through 14 now that's not what I'm talking about today but but uh, I'll include it because it's under the subject of prayer and I personalized it, and uh, uh, here it is. Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks to you, Father, who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So within 48 hours, more like 36, I went uh, from only knowing the Lord's Prayer to this great prayer that Paul prayed repeatedly. I think he says daily, Colossians 1, 9 through 14. You can read it yourself. For the Colossians. And I, and I pray it, I try to pay it, pray it daily. And... Uh, it's been a real source of encouragement. But uh, Mark 14, 36, whoa. Jesus was uh, between a rock and a hard place. In, verse, uh, in Luke uh, 22, 44, it says, he, As he prayed, great drops of blood were falling down on the ground. Now, I'm sorry, I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to digress a little bit. I was watching the History Channel about pilots in the Pacific, 
And uh, the only way they could escape a zero, the only thing that, that our planes had over the zero was their ability to dive. And so if you got a zero on your tail, you dove. And uh, Pilot was talking about his experience with a zero, and he'd been a pilot for quite a while, and uh, he stopped making friends because every time they came back, somebody was missing. It was just too hard on him. But um, he said that he was he had a zero on his tail and he, he was diving towards the ocean and it was a game of chicken who's going to pull up first and since the only advantage we had with our airplane was pulling out of a dive was he waited until the last second pulled up the zero had already pulled up and he cleared the he thought he was going to hit the water because it was racing up towards him and he pulled up and missed it by six feet he thought he estimated when he got back to the Quonset hut on an island in the Pacific, uh, he took, it's very, it's very, you get, I think you get one degree for every thousand feet or three degrees for every thousand feet, I can't remember, in elevation. But um, when you get down on the, on the ocean in the Pacific, uh, it can be a little warm. And so they pop that canopy back as soon as they can and, and try to cool off a little bit. But they're, they're pretty soaked in sweat. And that was not an unusual thing. But in this very trying uh, moment in time, 30 seconds, however long it took uh, to, to pull up, uh, to get away and to pull up the dive experience, he, he noticed that his white T-shirt was pink, that he had actually, uh, for lack of a better word, sweat blood. Now, that's, you blush, you know, depending on your, uh, you know, if you're, have fair skin like me, blushing is pretty obvious. Um, but anyway, it's just the blood getting to the surface of the skin. And it can be seen, and we call it blushing. Anyway, I, I hope I am never, and I trust I never will be, tried as Christ was that night. And I think it wasn't... I always wondered why he prayed the prayer three times. I think he wanted us to take note of it. Um, I think he wanted to make a point. And if he was worried about anything, I think it was, you know, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, becoming the sins of the whole world, from Adam to the Omega Man, whoever that is, uh, the last person to commit a sin on the earth. But anyway... Um, Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, this this prayer of Mark 14.36 has become very, very important to me. And I want to tell you why it's important to me. Um, three years ago, this three years ago next month, I was in a near-fatal motorcycle accident. My students can repeat what I'm going to say now. Uh, I broke my C7 at the base of my neck. The spinal cord was exposed. They showed me that in the emergency room, trying to get me to, to quit moving around because I was not cooperating. But I do remember them showing me that, that broken, that picture, that's the CAT scan of the broken vertebrae and the, and the, the white spinal cord exposed. I, I you know, got my attention. But... Um, Anyway, uh, shattered my ankle to the point where the doctor told me initially he was talking, thinking about amputating my foot. Uh, fractured my tibia above the left knee. 
uh, shredded my left bicep. It had to be cut and reattached and massive rotator cuff repair. Four surgeries in all. Um, still going to physical therapy. Thought I was going to go today, but uh, waiting for my insurance company to approve 12 more visits for my ankle. And then I think I'm going to call it quits on my phys- and just continue to exercise and stretch and I got a yoga rope and everything for my ankle but um, this prayer one of the things I have to do I, I had to retire and um, and so now I have you know 24-7 at home and uh, I'm staying busy but um, trying to squeeze this in here also but um, I um Oh my gosh, I uh, I well, let me tell you what I what I was trying to not to t- what I was thinking about, and I wasn't going to tell you, but I, I digress. I'm sorry. This is going to be way too long, but maybe you'll be on a long trip and you can listen to it all. But anyway, um, the what what I'm doing to keep busy is my dad wrote my sister and I estimated 700 letters from World War II, Korea, all the way up to the end of his life. He wrote many, many more than that. But these were saved by my mother. And they're letters from war. And every day, I get to read a letter from my dad. And it's to my mother. But it's just, it's great to see his sense of humor and to see him at 35. Or or I think we started uh, when he was 21 at West Point in a diary that my mother gave me that he kept. And, and I even kept it for a while at West Point. But and for a while after that, but um, anyway, it's great to to visit my dad every day that way. And uh, another thing I'm doing that I that I treasure is trying to locate my H1 classmates. We had 36 companies at West Point, and plebe year was trying, and uh, you really bonded with uh, your classmates. Misery loves company, and uh, so we're trying to get them all to it. Go to our 45th and 50th reunion. So, anyway, that's what I was trying not to tell you because I didn't want to digress on that. But back to to uh, Mark 14:36. Uh, oh, I was telling you why it's important to me. Um, a year ago, um, I was just capable of of working around the house, and. Um, we had these hurricanes driving by. One of them stayed off of Freefort for like 48 hours. Uh, we had had a really hard, and they were drive-bys. They didn't affect me at all. But I remember praying this prayer because I went through Andrew. My family went through Andrew. Fortunately, we left our home because when we got back, trusses were gone, not to mention the, the, the 4 by 8 plywood above the trusses. I, I, there were no shingles left on anything. Uh, we were ground zero for Andrew. Uh, the eye of the storm passed over my house. We moved. We went up and stayed with some friends. Uh, the, up, uh, I would guess, I don't know how far is Kendall up from where I live. Um, anyway, I, five or six miles north, and well, m- maybe more than that, ten miles north. And the place we stayed was it was a, an apartment building with our friends. And it was condemned. We were on the first floor and water was pouring in. And uh, I'm going, what What happened to the second floor? But um, anyway, I, I, have, I say I have post-traumatic stress from hurricanes. So when one comes by, 
it's uh, it's time for me to get to work and put my shutters up. And since my accident, it's a little bit tricky for me to do that, but I'm able to do that. And uh, they're, they're up right now because it's the end of uh, hurricane season and we've got one out in the Gulf right now. But, um, but I prayed this prayer for, for all, I don't know how many drive-bys we had last year, but there were quite a few. I call them drive-bys when they, they don't hit and go by. And you get ready and you're very thankful they didn't hit. But uh, I always wondered how to pray for hurricanes. Should I pray that they go somewhere else? And now I pray Mark 14.36. I pray, I usually pray it like this for hurricanes. Abba Father, all things are possible unto you. Take this cup from us. I'm not the only one that's praying. Now, there are probably some people that don't pray, and that's their business. But I'm praying, and I'm sure there are other people like me. You know, Elijah thought he was the only one. Or, yeah, Elijah prayed, yeah, and the, the 700,000 hadn't bowed to knee to Baal. Anyway, um, I, I pray for the community. I pray for the one that's coming into Vietnam right now. I pray, Abba Father, take this cup from them. Nevertheless, not our will, but your will be done. And I like that caveat because the, the, the will part at the end, because it puts it in his hands. And at the end of it, I can say God's will was done. And, and you can take any trial in your life, praying for friends, friends' grandchildren, praying for friends' spouses, praying for friends' children, praying for my own children. Uh, who are policemen and and I pray for them and it's it's hard to say keep my son safe nevertheless not my will but your will be done but um, I'm sorry I'm just going to trust in the Lord and I that that has been a, a process I've been a believer for 48 years and I would say only in the last 47 have I I mean only in the last one have I been able to pray that about my son? Um, as I said in the last one, you lose a you lose a parent, you lost your past. If you lose your spouse, you lose your present. If you lose a child, you lose your future. And I could really, really pass on that one. But um, anyway, I just love this prayer. I've told you why it's important to me. And um, I've told you when God prayed it. So it is Mark 14.36. Abba Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thou wilt be done. And I will say, go with God.